Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Wrestling with Fatherhood, aka the Kindcast. It is March twenty Sunday, March twenty fourth, the day after Anarchy versus Everybody. Probably one of the best shows I've seen in a long, long time. All right. So yes, welcome to episode two. Uh, we are going to break down Anarchy versus Everybody. Um, probably not going to go blow by blow by every match, but certainly kind of a high level uh, walkthrough or recap, if you will. Um, talk about who won, who lost, and what we liked. So, um, first off, though, I want to take a minute to thank everybody who listened to the podcast, mentioned that they liked it. I really appreciate it. I thought we'd had like 10 people listen. That would have been a lot, but uh, we did much better than that for our first episode, so I was really happy. And uh, let's hope we get some more viewers today. And hopefully, we'll get some more listeners today with this episode. So, we will jump right into it. The pre show match we had, uh, let's see, we had Corey Roberts, Dallas Cade, uh, we had Deacon Cash, and the Bishop um, in a four way scramble. Um, all in all, pretty good stuff. Admittedly, I didn't get to see all of it. Um, because I was in line for pizza, uh, as a big boy should. Um, but all in all, pretty good match. Uh, and the winner was Corey Roberts. Um, so, Jackson, anything to say about that match? Not really. It was just a good match to kick things off, get the crowd excited. Yep, I thought it did uh, did a pretty good job of kind of getting things going there. Uh, Everett Connors' magic show was after that. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be on the VOD or not, but... Uh, uh, if you were there, uh, I, I think it went over well with the crowd overall. Seemed to be uh, pretty entertaining. Everybody liked it. Um, so we'll get into the main card of the show. So our debut match, or our first match of the evening, was the debuting Ace Perry versus Mikey McFinnigan. So, uh, Jackson, anything you want to start off talking about this match? Well, I have... That's- I have never heard anyone get booed that loud on their debut. Okay. So I would agree with that. But likewise, you know, I would say no matter who was in the ring with Mikey at that point, they were getting booed. Uh, that was one of the loudest entrances I have ever heard. Um, the First off, the, the crowd was ready for some wrestling. That was... They were hating on Ace Perry. And they were definitely hating on Ace Perry. So... Uh, Ace, to his credit, didn't seem to care. Didn't really seem to bother him. He's like, to hell with everybody. I'm here to get the win. Uh, you know, as kind of we thought, he had some uh, really impactful moves. I thought a very strong debut, even though he did not get the win. Uh, you know, I think that uh, kind of like we talked about, though, Mikey's veteran experience uh, really came into play just when I thought Ace actually had the advantage. Mikey pulls the roll up out of nowhere. Gets the one, two, three, and the W. So, um, all in all, really good match. I think it got things. The main show started off really well. And, uh, you know, again, that, that entrance for Mikey and, and, and the whole match. I mean, he was just over huge. Huge. People, I mean, you know, people always love Mikey wherever he goes. But I think Anarchy's his home. Uh, and and just, um, just awesome stuff. So, great job, Mikey. And great job to Ace. Uh, I know there was a don't come back chant, but me personally, I hope you do come back because uh, I thought you were very entertaining and had a really strong match. Also, just going to point out, 
Ace Perry threw five people's beer in the trash. So that's why everyone hated him. That 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 certainly is not going to help if you're if you're at Spalding Hall throwing away beers. Uh, I think I remember uh, a couple other people. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes to mind throwing away uh, a pitcher of beer and uh, really turned a, a crowd that was with him completely against him, and it kind of worked the same for Ace Perry. So, you know, note note to wrestlers, uh, the fans really like the beer for the most part at Spalding Hall. Uh, please don't waste the beer. So going on to our second match of the evening, uh, we had Shark Bait and the Regal Twins versus Mighty Micah. Um uh, so we had a little bit of change there, a few a few changes in the show, but as uh, the saying goes, card is subject to change. Only those two. Yeah. So, uh, Mighty Micah and Lethal Injection. So, uh, Jackson, anything to start with on this match? Well, as I predicted, Sharkbait and the Regals won. They worked beautifully together, and there were just tons of striking. So, so first, let's talk about Sharkbait. Um, Again, we talked about on the first episode, you know, his MMA background and, you know, he really brought it to the forefront last night. Uh, a lot of the strikes, I mean, the crowd was like, ooh, you know, you you know, sometimes you get a lot of cheers for good strikes and, and chops and stuff like that. This was almost like, you know, like a ooh, like, oh my God, that really, really hurt. Um, so very impressed with a lot of his kicks. Um, Regals, as Jack mentioned, you know, again, very, very strong tag team, uh, tons of combo moves from those guys. Um, you know, but I would say, honestly, it seemed they, they, they had a different attitude. You know, they, they kind of like they, uh, had something to prove maybe a little chip on their shoulder per se, along with shark bait. Um, not quite the same sort of, uh. Regals that we normally yeah. see. Yeah, not not the same sort of Regals maybe we saw in the last couple shows. Um, you know, I know they've had maybe not from a win-loss record, not the best start uh, in Anarchy. And maybe that's, you know, they're kind of just trying a new new approach, a new attitude per se. But it definitely worked uh, as they, uh, you know, they were all over uh, Micah and Lethal Injection from the start. And uh, got, the, uh, got the win in a pretty fast-paced, pretty quick match. Uh, let's see, Sharkbait actually got the win there with the submission move uh, against one of the members of Lethal Injection. Again, I apologize, I did not know which one that was. But, uh, you know, look to see more Lethal Injection in, as well in Anarchy. Uh, really, and I really love tag team wrestling, so uh, the more the merrier when it comes to that. So, anything else to wrap that match up, Jackson? Not really. You said it all. All right. So, our next match was... Everett Connors versus Cody Lane. This, I was wrong about this match. Everett Connors won because he came out with a bear and a like a, a guy in a full bear bodysuit hoping with a magic show. Then he came out to the ring and held Cody's feet. And it just, Everett Connors is not usually one of those people who use sneaky ends to win, but tonight that is what happened. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, pretty good match. I thought, uh, you know, Cody Lane, you know, rapidly growing on me as one of the better young talents in the area. I did get a chance to talk to him last night, and he uh, did let me know he is living in the area. 
So that's awesome. So hope to see him on a lot more local cards. Uh, really good young talent. But, yep, Everett Connors getting the win. Via bear. Via via bear. So that's something you're not going to hear every day. Via a bear. So Which I have a prediction is actually Evangelistico. That is my prediction. Jackson mentioned that during the match. I don't believe that to be the case. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll it's see. It's a possibility. It certainly is, could be a possibility. And we'll have to see. So. All right, so our fourth match of the evening was the Diamond Dogs versus the Hooligans. Uh, so Hooligans, again, and I, I would call them an anarchy mainstay, if you will. That's very true. So whoever, again, it's like one of those, whoever's going against them is probably going to be booed. And the Diamond Dogs certainly were that. Uh, there was a... And they got Go, renamed to be the Diamond Dicks. Go ahead. Yeah, they were called the... He, he, Jackson's just been begging to say that. So, they were called the Diamond Dicks. Uh, but in reality, I would tell you what, the Diamond Dogs, I thought, looked really good. Uh, they had a couple of very impressive uh, combination movers to, m- maneuvers together. Uh, and I really hope to see some more of them. Uh, the hooligans, what can you say? They hit all, you know, they hit him with all the, the trademark hooligans moves. Uh, I really like the hooligans rush where they get him in a corner and just start yeah. dive bombing on him. Um, and the hooligans definitely, uh, a definite strong showing, uh, you know, as they're ready to get back to the top of the mountain in the tag team division, um, got the win but a very good match overall and i really hope to see more of the diamond dogs or uh, as jackson would say the diamond dicks uh as we move forward uh with anarchy so um and then our main event for the first half or our last match before intermission was the Gateway Heritage Championship match with Jeremy Wyatt taking on legendary Larry D. So, uh, Jackson, anything you want to talk about this match? Thoughts? I am glad that Larry D beat the crap out of Wyatt, and that was and it was probably one of the stupidest finishes I've ever seen. Okay. Okay, so this match was contested under pure wrestling rules, right? So that is Wyatt's stipulation. In Anarchy, your your champion gets to make the stipulation. Wyatt is under pure wrestling rules. Um, And we'll kind of get to the finish in a minute. First off, Larry D got a huge reaction. Um, And I thought, you know, you look at Larry D, and while I, I see a hell of a wrestler, I maybe don't see a hell of a pure rules wrestler, but performed very well in that environment. Uh, I thought he took it to uh, took it to Wyatt pretty strong, all in all. Lots of good strikes, uh, even some uh, even some chain wrestling in there for a little bit. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, in the heat of the battle, Larry D made a, a fatal mistake, if you will, and hit him with a closed fist. Hit Wyatt with a closed fist, excuse me. Um, and while it did a lot of damage, it also got him the disqualification because under pure rules. Uh, that is uh, that is one of the stipulations of a pure rules match. So um, again, one of the stupidest finishes I've ever seen. So not the finish that I wanted to see. That is the stipulation, though. Uh, you know, to me, it's St. Louis anarchy, and anything should go. But that's probably why Mr. Wyatt picked that that stipulation for him. And while I'm thinking about it, uh, 
Mr. White, if you are out there, we appreciate that you mentioned that you did listen to the podcast. Uh, you might not like everything we said, but that's okay. Um, but you did get the W. I got to give you that. If you're listening, congratulations on another win. Um, and you suck. Well, I'm, I, I, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah, you do. You do suck. Um, that said, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to why it's rain, I, I really have uh, some questions on who's going to be next and, frankly, who's going to beat him under those rules because no matter if we like him or not, again, I'll say it, Jeremy Wyatt in the ring, bell to bell, one of the best technical wrestlers in the Midwest and beyond. Um, so I got to give the devil his due per se. So really curious as who the next challengers are going to be and, and who's going to take down that, uh, who's going to take him off the throne, so to say. So, uh, I did like, uh, you know, the, the crowd at the end of the match chanting real champ for Larry D. I would love to see him get a rematch. I would uh, love to do that too. I really think if that is a, uh, an elbow versus a, uh, close fist, we might be talking about a new champ here this morning or this evening. So, all right. So we then we had intermission, and coming back from intermission, uh, we had um, we had Stepstool Sarah coming out, getting ready to announce a match, and all of a sudden, who just bum rushes his way to the ring? But, but Matt. Matt Freaking Kenway. Matt Kenway, right? So accompanied by Adam Caster. Accompanied by uh yes, by his uh manager slash trainer Adam Caster. Uh Kenway had a lot to say. Uh a lot of valid points, right? So he uh Well Jackson says he sucks. I will tell you that Matt Kenway is the future of the territory and I will stick by that. Um and I tell you that you're crazy. But Anyway, Kenway had a lot to say, a lot of valid points. Uh, how a guy that has done the, you know, done the things that he's done so far in Anarchy and, and is not even on the card. Uh, that bewildered me as well. And certainly uh, upset, uh, upset Mr. Kenway as he uh, had a lot to say to the crowd. And basically put out, you know, saying he was, the, he was what did he have to do? How low did he have to go? And uh, he was the lowest out there. Well... As soon as that was said, it kind of, you know, no more than he said that, then out, uh, out comes the low life himself, Christian Rose. So uh, Christian Rose, if you don't know, uh, was out for some time with some health-related injuries, uh, had some uh, basically a blood issue, um, and uh, was uh, in the hospital for some time, made his debut back about a month ago for 0-1, and uh, his Anarchy uh, debut again last night. So, per- Also, I would just like to say, that is the only time you will ever see me cheer any of the lowlifes. Okay, so ja- Jackson is not a fan of the lowlifes. If you follow Zero One at all, you'll kind of know more about that. I encourage you to do that, by the way. Zero One USA. Um, but to me, I will, I'll go on the record. I'm a huge Christian Rose fan. Uh, I have been crazy. I and have- you love heels. Uh, I love, uh, I, I love, you know, I love the guys that tell it like it is. And Christian Rose, he tells it like it is. Uh, frankly, that does not make him a lot of friends on social media. I don't really think he gives a damn, and I appreciate that as well. Uh, but the reality is Christian Rose is one of the best professional wrestlers in the Midwest. Whether people like that or want to admit that, 
Uh, he is one of the best promos, unquestionably, and can back it up in the ring. And uh, to Jack's point, though, that was the first time I've ever heard Christian Rose cheered in Spalding Hall. It was very surreal, to say the least. Uh, and basically, he came out and had a lot to say as well. Um, also, I'm just going to point out, Kenway and Caster are now our want-to-be Instagram models. No, 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 no. They were talking about that some of the folks on the card were perhaps wrestlers, but were really wanna-be Instagram models. Which that which is what exactly what Kenway is. Shots fired uh, by Mr. Matt Kenway. I uh, I like a good little shooter. Um, that said, let's get into the match. So, uh, really solid match. Um, Christian Rose gets the win via the Styles Clash. Uh, you know, in a very solid contest, bell to bell. Um, people again cheered Rose throughout the match. I loved it. Uh, I love to see that guy get some recognition because uh, it is long overdue, in my opinion. Uh, it was a little bit awkward at the end with uh, Jesus Greg Jovi coming out to the ring with Thomas Shire. Uh, if you remember, Mr. Rose was a, a, a member of uh, that group. When Anarchy returned, um, and while it seemed like they were trying to get on the same page there, it did seem a little awkward. We were actually on that side of the ring, um, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, it goes with him not working with Joe Bai. Okay, so I will tell you their strength in numbers and Shire and Rose together with Jake Durden. Uh, that's a pretty damn impressive stable. So also wait, I'm just gonna ask, where was Dick Darden on this card? I don't, I do not know. That's a good question. We'll have to find out. So Jackson's asking where Jake Durden was and where Alex Herzog was. I that I don't know either. So you know, card subject to change. Cards change often, is what I would say, Jackson. So can't book everybody. Can't blow the budget, right, Pierre? So anyway. Um, very good match. I really liked it. Looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um, and again, Christian Rose with the win via the Styles Clash. All right. So, moving on. Um, we had the Besties in the World versus Logan James and Chip Day, a.k.a. Kicks and Shit. Um, Jackson, anything you want to talk about to start us off here? Well, it's just like I said, Chip Day and Logan James, they were working super well together. And Chip Day kept yelling at Logan to just cheat, and Logan didn't until the end. Correct. So, um, you know, we kind of talked about, we were kind of curious as to how well they were going to gel. Well, the answer is, frankly, they gelled extremely well. Uh, for two guys... Teaming for the first time, I thought they did great. Um, and kind of like we talked about, Lo, you know, Chip Day trying to bring that uh, that mean streak out of Logan James, and by the end of the match, he damn sure did it. So I was I was very impressed. Uh, you know, that was to me one of probably uh, one of the bigger bigger hurdles or bigger challenges in Logan James' young career, and uh, I thought he shined very well. Uh, that said. Besties in the world. Um, I'm, I'm going to go on record right now. I don't know why the hell 
the besties in the world aren't signed a contract somewhere. I mean, good God. Um, it's going to suck when they leave. Not getting to see them live every month. But I'd be more than happy to see those two go live their dream and make a career of this and make some good money um, because they damn well deserve it. Uh, outstanding match. Uh, bell to bell. Um, you know, I thought, you know, it was just fast paced the entire way through tons of tag moves, combinations from both teams. Um, also, I'm going to say, I am really surprised that Chip Day and Logan James lost because at one point Chip Day hits Fitchett out of the ring with a belt, throws the other belt to Logan while the ref's knocked out. Logan just smacks Davey over the head with it. And I am very surprised that that did not get them the one, two, three counts. Well, I tell you what, I think that goes just to the, you know, the stamina and strength and endurance of Fitchett and Vega. I mean, they've seen a lot, been through a lot. They've had their share of hardcore matches as well. Uh, I know that uh, that tag team match they had in NWL uh, was one that really sticks out to me that was a really good match uh, where they show where they can handle that type of environment. Certainly that's not what they're into all the time, but I would say individually they've been through enough wars in St. Louis Anarchy that they can handle whatever's thrown at them. And when you put them together, it's, it's lightning in a bottle. I love it. Um, two of the best dudes outside the ring as well, so awesome stuff. All right, so winners, besties in the world. And uh, immediately following this match, out came Greg Jesus Jovi. And uh, the people were not happy. Uh, <laughs> Greg Jovi, uh, lots of people. He, he's probably the most hated man in St. Louis Anarchy right now. There's without, without question. I might camera during life. Okay, so I, w- I would certainly say if you've got a top three, the most three hated people in the whole place, in no particular order, would be Wyatt, Jovi, Jovi and Kenway. Actually, I was going to say Shire, but Kenway's probably right. Okay, so yeah, I would say those three guys are just, your, just they draw the ire of the fans, if you will. So uh, Jovi, again, just coming out. Laying into the crowd. Being an idiot. Laying into management. And, uh, again, uh, on a side note, Mr. Jovi happened to mention that he listened to the podcast. So, uh, the thoughts that Jackson expresses are his own and do not reflect the opinions of everyone on this broadcast. Oh, they they reflect (laughs) the opinions of most people in St. Louis Anarchy. All hail the new God. Also, quick question. What happened to that that one time, like maybe five months ago, when Paco helped Jovi, but then we never saw them work together after? Well, that's, you know, more to come. There's lots that goes on behind the scenes, Jack. You know, we only see, you know, we only and, see a couple and, hours a month. And, and the fact that after that, Paco was not an anarchy show. Well, so there's lots of things going on. He might have, you know, who knows why he wasn't there, so... Um, you know, again, they can only put so many people on the card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when you've got a stable like Jovi has, you don't have to play all your cards in one night, right? You know, he, he did pretty well with Wyatt and Shire, uh, overall, even though we'll kind of talk about this match, but, uh, you know, you don't got to lay it all out at one time when you're Greg Jovi and you got a stable like he does, so, um, 
to start us off, I'm going to start rubbing it in that I won the gentleman's bet. That is true. So, Warhorse beat Shia. Warhorse with the win. Uh, Warhorse with the win. Jackson just skips right to the end. So, uh, I will tell you, obviously Shire comes out, stands on a chair. That is, I mean, that's just rubbing it in people's faces. I don't appreciate that. We only have two rules in the whole damn promotion. You can't follow one. What the hell? Get the flip uh, out of here. All right. So, um, you know, Warhorse looked outstanding this match. I actually, uh, you know, I talked to Jake after the show. Uh, just extremely impressed. You know, I would say in the entire territory, there's nobody that's grown as much in the past 12 months as Jake Parnell. Uh, that dude is pure focus every minute in the ring, bell to bell. Uh, I love it. I love his whole attitude, the way he comes out. It's no games, no BS. He's ready to kick some ass, and that's awesome stuff with me. Um, that being said, uh, you know, Parnell hit a really not like that, that, that triple German right in a row, one, two, three. That dude's been working out. You know, you talk about raw horsepower. Uh, it definitely showed uh, when you can when you can German a guy the size of uh, Thomas Shire three times in a row, back to back to back. Uh, outstanding stuff. Uh, Shire got it. You know, hit two. I think two airplane spins in this match. Uh, I always love to see that. Not enough guys use that move, and frankly, not enough guys could probably do it as effectively as Thomas Shire. Uh, that dude is deceptively strong as hell. Uh, he was suplexing Jake all over the place. Uh, tons of strikes, tons of hits. This, this, uh, if it not for the main event being an all-timer, uh, this would have been my match of the night. Um, this is definitely what I would tell you when you watch this match. This is the type of wrestling that I like. Um, and it was outstanding. So, um, Parnell getting the win. By submission, though, that was what stood out to me. By submission, uh, so just again, great stuff all around. Uh, Shire, you know, also, even in defeat, looked really strong. Go ahead, Jack. I'm just ask if there's anyone listening to this who knows Shire, can you ask him why he doesn't airplane spin someone and drop them to the outside? That well, sounds like it would be very effective. Probably because he doesn't want to commit murder. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I if you haven't Jack, Jackson Jackson's hardcore. If you haven't noticed, he he just wants to see blood. Um. Anyway, that, and that we'll, may or may not be true. And we'll get to blood here in a minute. Um. So so again, Parnell by submission, outstanding match, and then we move on to our main event of the evening. Uh, with the uh, Nick Gage, King Nick Gage versus. Gary J in um, probably the most violent match in anarchy history. One of I, I I definitely so what I will tell you. So let's start off with this. Well, I've seen a lot of matches in Spalding Hall, and I've seen a lot of big names, and nothing nothing I personally have seen compared to that atmosphere for that main event. Everybody was on their feet. The entire match. Um, the entrances alone were worth the price of admission. Um, you know, to me, that's like the t- 
Gary has the best entrance on the indies, in my opinion. That might be biased, but to hell with it. And Nick Gage ain't far behind. Um, and it just... You could feel the intensity building throughout the evening. I mean, frankly, you could feel the intensity at 5.15 when we were in line. And it just built the entire night. Um, so to me, I mean, immediately was totally invested. Um, yeah, I'm just going to let you know how violent this match is gonna was. I'm just going to say the first thing that involved weapon was Nick Gage. Tearing two legitimate searing tiles off the roof, breaking one over Gary's head, then stacking one, then trapping him in the corner with one, had put him a in. steel chair on that, then threw a ladder at it, and that was the first blood. So and that was probably after two minutes. Right. So pretty much, I mean, immediately, you know, Gage had the upper hand. Um. You know, and that move that, that Jack talked about in the corner with the chair getting drove right into Gary's face, um, cut him pretty good to start. I mean, right into the match, and really, you know, I, if he got, he probably got cut some more. It looked like uh, I've seen Gary bleed a few times, and that was the most I've seen him personally bleed. This he, his face was just a mask of blood the crimson mask as they would say yeah so it was it was pretty uh pretty uh, gnarly <laughs> i don't know words, words can't describe it but these guys brawled all over the building um you know they in the ring out of the ring mostly out of the ring mo mostly out of the ring um gary called for the chairs in the ring um, oh, a la, I'm gonna talk about this. A la his uh, his match with Parnell. Um, so the chairs come a flying. One one struck him right in the back. It had to have hurt. Oh my god! Like directly in the spine. Uh, go ahead, Jack. I'll let you jump in. And before they started throwing chairs, and Nick Gage had sprinkled thumbtacks all over the ring. That is true. So there were thumb yeah. So there were thumbtacks in the ring. The guy next to me. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get his name. Nice guy, but he's like, he's like, what? Uh, what's that? And I'm like, that's thumbtacks. And he's like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> and he was correct. So multiple moves into the thumbtacks. Uh, I think Gary DDT'd Gage. Uh, I think somebody got power bombed into it. I can't. I mean, is a blur of violence. Yeah. Be Gary had all the chairs thrown into the ring to line up for a superplex. So the superplex... Which connected. Yeah. So so anyway, Gary called for all the chairs in the ring. Um, like I said, just like he did with Parnell, he hit the superplex on Gage. But unlike against Jake's match, or his match with Jake, Gage kicked out. And a collective just, oh my God, because it just kind of took it up another notch from there. Um, you know, a gauge eventually breaks out two light tubes. Um, and I'll be completely honest that as soon as I saw the light tubes turn, come out, I, uh, turned around, turned Jackson around, um, because I did not know what's going to happen, but I have been around breaking light tubes before and it can, uh, shatter pretty violently. Uh, so I did not exactly see what happened, frankly, until, uh, this morning when the gifts started hitting the internet. Um, but after those light bulbs 
that was the finish of the match. So Gage breaks two fluorescent tubes over Gary's head. And finally, after all the damage, was able to pin Gary J. Um, Just a quick note. I think one of the fluorescent tubes snapped into like a knife. Like it looks like a knife. It did. Somebody took home part of the bolt. But anyway, you're right. That's crazy. Um, you know, again, that's the first time I've seen light tubes in Spalding Hall, but have seen them before. And like I said, I, I, you know, turn Jack around. That's just being a dad. I don't want, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind him seeing some stuff. Although I'll admit he kind of had to shut his eyes for a few moments during parts of this match. And I can't blame him. That may or may not be true. Because it was pretty, pretty violent. But uh, again, just, you know, I will tell you. Um, just from an intensity standpoint, the best match I've seen in that building that covers a lot of ground, um, the environment, the atmosphere, uh, and, and the match delivered. I mean, these two guys went toe to toe and it was a war. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't, you know, there's no other hyperbole I can give, no other praise. Um, just outstanding. So please... Please make sure to watch this match if you have not already uh, when it comes out on independentwrestling.tv. Um, match of the year contender without question. And uh, just really capped off an amazing night. So, um, Any final thoughts on the card as a whole, Jack? That was probably the best show I have seen in Spalding Hall. It was flipping insane. And I've seen I've only seen Nick Gage one other time, and it was much less violent than yep. probably because that was a family friendly show. Yes, so yep, it was our second time seeing Nick Gage. Uh, did get a mark pick with Jackson, uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, Nick Gage outside of the ring, Nick Gage in the ring, really two different people in my opinion. I mean, very nice guy. You know, I thanked him for the picture, and he stopped and looked at me dead in the eye and said, "No, thank you." Thank you for coming out. And that really kind of, you know, really kind of surprised me. But, uh, you know, kind of saw him at SCI. And, again, just a really nice guy um, outside of the ring, which is crazy compared to how violent he is inside the ring. But, uh, you know, again, like Jack said, probably from opening match to end, one of, if not the best, that I've seen there. Um Congratulations to those guys. Uh, I know uh, Pierre posted this morning that was their uh, attendance record at Spalding Hall. They officially put out every chair uh, somewhere in the estimation of 360 people for that event. Um, so what I would tell you guys is if that was like your first time there ever or the first time back in a while, you, you please come back. Um, you know, these guys deserve your support. Uh, from top to bottom, one of the best rosters in the Midwest. And, uh, you know, I hope we continue the momentum uh, from this show on. Uh, I know our next show is actually uh, Ladies' Night in April. And then we return uh, with a full show back in May. So, uh, you know, definitely come out and support the ladies. I do not have that date in front of me. Certainly check out at STL Anarchy on Twitter for details. Uh, it is a very stacked ladies' event. It is the first all-ladies wrestling event in the area. Uh, I think Mama Klein is going to come out to that one. Uh, so uh, we'll be there a little more in force. And then uh, coming forward in May, they'll be following up with the next big full show for Anarchy. Uh, 
Um, other events in the area, just to cover briefly. Um, damn, it's raining outside hard. Um, we oh, have... Water. Yeah. This coming Saturday, we have Zero One USA in Decatur, Illinois. Uh, that is going to be an outstanding card. That is going to be headlined by Christian Rose versus Jake Parnell in a, a steel cage. In a steel cage match. Um, we have the Monster Abyss TNA Hall of Famer tagging up with Big Beef Jake Garvin versus Shank uh, Barzini and Cardini. Uh, that match is going to be crazy. I like all those guys. Uh, the Low Lives versus Zero Gravity. Um, you know, to me, that's kind of like the the OGs of Central Illinois Wrestling and the New Blood of Central Illinois Tag Team Wrestling. Going to be outstanding. Um, they've got a scramble. It's got Gary J, Jake Lander, Brew Baker, and the Cobra. Savannah Storm, Savannah Storm, Savannah Stone versus Rain Victoria. In a steel cage. In a women's steel cage title match. I have never seen a women's steel cage match. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and then the following day, the 31st, you have Glory Pro Wrestling returning to the Belleville Fairgrounds. Uh, headlined, I believe, by Ray Phoenix and Penta L0M. Against the besties in the world in a return match. You have Kurt Stallion. You have AJ Gray, one of our family favorites, a.k.a. Rich Homie Juice. Rich Homie Juice, AJ Gray. Kobe Durst, Shane Saber, Space Monkey. Uh, just a pack card from them. All ego, Ethan Page. Hakeem Zane. Hakeem Zane. They call him son. Because he shines like one. That is true. Uh, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, so, again, if you're in the area, please try to make it out to one, if not both, of those shows. Um, they're both going to be outstanding. So, I think that is all we have. We're coming up on 38 minutes, which is almost double what we did last time. So, hopefully, you listened all the way through. Uh, we will have, I think our next show is going to be a recap of whichever one or both of those Two shows we just talked about that we'll be hitting up next weekend. So definitely be be at zero one. All right, and we're going to try to make it to Glory Pro as well. But sometimes you got family stuff to do when you got three kids. So that is all we got. Uh, So for me and Jackson, we will say thank you, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Goodbye.